Hey folks, welcome back to the Field and Garden Podcast. I'm your friend, Lisa Mason Ziegler, and thank you so much for joining me here today. And so what kind of name is easier next time for an episode, right? Well, what I want to talk about today are some steps that I have learned to follow in my um, my bigger business, the online garden shop and our online courses, but also totally pertinent to my flower farming business. And so I feel like it's kind of a method that you can apply to whatever it is you're doing, because in the long run, it saves you so much time. And I will say that the busier you get, the more helpful this is. And I mean, I am the worst, y'all. I just, I just don't remember. I think thing, good things will happen, and I'll think, oh my gosh, we've got to do that again. And when that again time comes around, whether it's in a month, a week, a year, or whatever, I have no recollection of it or how we did it or something. So what I am talking about is actually, some people call it doing a debrief, doing a um, decompress, just sitting down and having a good jam session, whether it's just you and a piece of paper, or if you have a partner in your business, you know, if it's a spouse or somebody you work with, or if you have a team. And I want to say that if you're a one-man show, as I was for so many years, I think it's even more important for you to do this. But I also want to add that I kind of do this like cliff notes, y'all, trying to make it easy and doable so that I'll do it. But more importantly, make it so when you look back to make the most of this the next time you're doing it, you don't have to sift through 14 pages of written notes, right? That you just kind of make some bullets of details about whatever we're going to be debriefing about. I just think that this is such an essential, important step. And I know for me as a flower farmer, so what um, for me, I was actually a business person before I was a flower farmer. You know, I was the business manager of a very busy animal hospital for about 15 years. So I was kind of already comfortable in that part of business, meaning, you know, figuring out all the things that I know a lot of people that have never owned a business that are flower farming too, two huge bites to take at individual times, much less to do them at the same time together, right? So I tend to understand and feel more comfortable doing these things. And when you're a one-man show, a sole proprietor, the person that does everything, I think you need to make this a part of your, you know, your, your process. I am a huge believer that successful businesses are based on people, process, and the product. Doesn't matter if your product is the flowers, an online course, or soul blocker. It's all, I mean, the same rules apply to all of it. And doing this debriefing, decompressing um, 
has just been essential in leading us forward. So I just want to talk about that for a little bit. So we've just come off of um, our summer enrollment of two of our online courses. We had an epic enrollment and it would be just so easy right now for us to just ride the high, y'all, just to take in all this excitement and just kind of based in it, right? But to be able to repeat this again and to not have to spend so much time figuring out what did we do, we have jamming sessions. That would mainly be me and Kelly and Suzanne. Kelly leads our IT department and she also manages our online courses. She really is there for our um, instructors and helps them to um, with whatever they need to have done. And then my sister, Suzanne, Kelly is also my niece, by the way. She is my brother's daughter. And Suzanne, who is my sister, is she's highly involved in all the areas because she does a lot of the graphics and makes emails. But her big role sometimes in these jamming sessions when we're just dumping out what we did and how'd that go and what went wrong and oh my gosh, did you realize this happened? Um, sometimes Suzanne is kind of a, a watcher listener person in that process um, because she doesn't always know the results of everything. You know, she's not directly related um, to the, the process of people purchasing courses or um, the emails that come in with people having tech problems. So she brings to the table a very interesting perspective of things that she'll say, you know what though, why would we not do it this way? Sometimes when you're in the weeds, like Kelly and I are of that part of it, we don't see it. So my point of telling you this is that Sometimes, even if a person is not significantly involved in every aspect of your business, there can be a huge benefit for you to do this with them. And it just depends on what your business is and kind of what your system or your process is as how often. For us, um, for me, for the flower farm, this definitely is really beneficial to do it at the end of what kind of when the cool flower crop is just um, kind of slowing down and we're starting to take it out to just stop and say, all right, so what did we think about this crop or that crop that was new this year or we added it back in or that color or this color, you know, just kind of to jot down some notes before we get knee deep into summer and you're so physically exhausted, um, this debrief that you do at the end of spring or during spring, whenever you, you know, maybe you need to do it right bef long enough before summer harvest, before you're really exhausted. It could be as simple as walking your garden an evening after you've taken a shower, you're cooled off, you know, you've had some dinner, so you have a little brain power and you walk your cool flower garden, let's just say, and it's like, oh my gosh, that was, that, that crop, I hated cutting that crop. I'm never growing it again. That's a bullet. Not growing this again and just say why. 
Because when you go to order those seeds, whether it's in a month or two months or six months or how, whenever, you may have totally blacked that out. I find that I personally block out failures, like to never be remembered again. (laughs) So I really need to notate the fails and things like stuff you just are not cost effective for you to harvest, whether it's your experience level or whatever the reason, the reason doesn't matter, but you just need to know that you don't want to grow that again next year. And, you know, another great example of a good thing. So during our high production years, um, golly day y'all, I think I was tired, exhausted 10 months out of the year. So what that meant was I pretty much was tired for every job that I started. And so there was a crop that we grew, and we still grow it, that we never had enough for all of our customers. I mean, some of our customers, um, like on our florist list, the bottom two-thirds of our customer list never even knew that we grew Bells of Ireland because our first customer most often would take all I'd offer them. If he didn't, the second customer would take it all. So we never, ever had enough. That went on for years. And notoriously, when I would go to order our cool season seeds for the next season, you know, I would order the bell. I mean, I would order a ton of seeds and I would order Bells of Ireland, but it just, believe it or not, because I couldn't see the trees for the forest. I just ordered the same amount of Bells of Ireland seed that I ordered the year before. Not even thinking, you know what? Why wouldn't I be growing two to three times the amount of Bells of Ireland I'm growing and dumping, because you know, I have limited space. I have a small urban farm. Why, and, and dumping some crops that maybe weren't as helpful, profitable, friendly, you know, I would just not even think about it. And then, Famously, what would happen is when I would go to plant the fall planted seeds, you know, we typically would want to have them here on the farm at the very latest by September, throw them in the freezer for a couple of weeks before we plant them, usually sometime in October. It depends on the fall we're having. And I I would think briefly to myself, I should have ordered twice as many bells of Ireland seed because I always planted all the seed we had. And Y'all, that's what I'm talking about. This is what having this brief debriefing, whether it's by the season or if you do some huge, um, another great example would be, let's say you do a fall, a spring plant sale. I have a friend who's a flower farmer and she's also an organic vegetable farmer and they do this huge plant sale in the end of April, I think. It is a, I mean, a really big moneymaker for them. And if she didn't have her records of what were the best sellers, what did she sell out of immediately, because she comes home from that sale and sits down and writes it down. And that is a debriefing, sitting down and just making some very candid, brief, easy to read notes over what the sexes, what the successes were. And then also, what did she bring home? What are the dogs? What are you not going to grow next year? Or you need to at least move them up the marketing, you know what I mean? Put them next to the register or something. So this is the kind of stuff that taking a moment 
and stopping and writing some notes. I suggest as a flower farmer that you do that the end of spring, do it midsummer if you can, late summer, and then again in the fall. And it would be so helpful when you actually sit down to do your seed orders, to plan your garden, because why it seems so incredibly obvious. Let me tell you, nothing was more obvious than me never having enough bottles of Ireland to sell. But in the big scope and the big picture of the monster of this farm that I managed during those high production years, it just never floated to the top at the right time when I had an opportunity to seize the moment, to order more seed, right? And here's some other great reasons to do this, especially to do it with another person, especially if you have failures, to let off some steam about it. You know what I mean? Sometimes lamenting over stuff does help. You know how when you hit your finger and when you yell, it seems to make it feel better quicker? Well, there is a lot to be said about verbalizing stuff. And especially for some people, not everybody, but sometimes reviewing that fail just briefly to say, well, you know what? No wonder it didn't sell. It got left on the truck and that plant, those, those trays of plants didn't even get brought out until later. And then they were wilted because they were in the hot truck. Do you know what I mean? It's like all of these things can come out. And here's the flip side to that. Oh my gosh, Ride the high, y'all, the excitement of success. Um, just having such a great moment. Um, I'll tell you that me and Suzanne and Kelly, um, of con we're in constant contact during open, when enrollment is open. I mean, we're just constantly talking and texting and, you know, this person needs help or that, or did you see this or that or the other? And the morning after enrollment closed, we just had this little round of emails or texts to each other. It's like, you know, I told them what a great job y'all did. I mean, with this just seems that we're just getting better and better at this each time. And I mean, it was just kind of nice for us to pat each other on the back. Um, and I mean, y'all, what's the point of being the business owner if you don't in reap the reward part of it? And I'm not talking about, I mean, nobody else is going to toot your horn. Well, perhaps maybe your partner, spouse, or, you know, that kind of situation. But to really talk about how did we do this is just so amazing to relive those rewards and the wins and having those super closer looks at the losses, the losers, the fails. First off, did you really give it a good, sh a good, you know, shake? Was it its fault or our fault? I mean, we can almost always find where we failed in the process. Whether um, when we, I mean, how many times, sometimes when we would send out our availability list, especially when we had big flowers, lots of flowers, a crop would get totally left off the list. Well, of course it didn't sell. Nobody knew we had it, right? And those things can happen. So that led us to make, Suzanne made this incredible template that listed every flower we sold, and she would basically remove the crops that weren't available that week. So those things didn't happen. So that is 
revisiting the good, the bad, and the ugly can totally change for the future. So here as a flower farmer, um, you know, if you've read my books or taken my courses, you know that I live, this farm lives off of a calendar. We have a big calendar that um, hangs on the door. And during our high production years, that calendar, they're laying on the floor of my office right over there. I have like 12, 10 years of them. And there is so much stuff written on them. And oftentimes, I would make these seed purchasing notes right on the calendar. Like, take one of the days and just make a bullet list. No more agristema. You know, no more this or be sure. Order more Bells of Ireland. Double it. Triple it. And I would put that during the time on that month that I would be ordering those seeds. And to truly say that that calendar was the is was the brain of this farm for all those years. I mean, because if you're farming, holy cow, you know that you walk around from the minute the cool season harvest when it first starts. It's not intense, but as the cool flower harvest warms up, and then when the warm season harvest joins the cool flower harvest. It gets very overwhelming very quickly. That's when we start, you know, walking out of here exhausted, you know, eating food, going to bed and waking up the next day. And you're just so thankful there's a calendar hanging there to tell you what to do. Start these seeds, plant those plants um, if it's not a harvest day. And to make these debriefing, you know, because, you know, confession, I am a totally terrible journaler. Um, I never, I have garden journals, but I didn't find that they were written in a way that allowed me to easily refer back to them. And this jumbo calendar that I use, which literally is jumbo, it's like each square is two inches by four inches, so you can really write a lot of information in a block um, that writing the facts, not journaling, writing the facts, bullets on that calendar and has just was what really revolutionized my business and helped me to keep things kind of straight. I mean, a really great example is um, for folks that want to grow the um, cut flower kale, you know, that needs to be started like the end of June or July. Well, June or July, my mind is fried. We are overheated all the time. We're exhausted. The last thing I'm thinking about is starting seeds for a fall harvest. If it hadn't appeared on that calendar, it would have never gotten started. So reviewing different stages in your business. I mean, I hope I'm making it clear of what I understand. It's like, you know, the first, it'd be great to do on a flower farm to kind of just do a little jamming session over the last month. What sold at farmer's market? What didn't sell? What wilted? What, you know, what, what were other people selling that you saw that, or what were they doing? that you wanted to do, buy a new sign. I mean, there's so many things that 
I'm constantly looking at what other people are doing and thinking, huh, maybe I could do something. You know, I was thinking about this and that really seems like that might be a great way to do it. But do you know what I mean? Y'all, nobody needs to reinvent the wheel. Nobody does. I mean, pretty much everything we do has been done before. What we bring is our unique way of doing it and our message. And um, to make notes of stuff, especially during the growing season, y'all, I mean, maybe that could be your, I mean, it's like for me, we don't typically work on Sunday. That is a really great time for me to walk my garden and just make some notes. And that could be your weekly debrief. Um, you know, we forget so many details. And, you know, it's just such an important step that I find that particularly flower farmers are so, we are so caught up in the growing aspect and it can just take you over that we just don't even think about this stuff. We don't feel like it's important. It's kind of like the business part of biz, of owning a business. You know, we think that the flowers are the top billing, but in fact, um, you know, there are other things that are as equally important in playing a part of the role of the success of your business. Um, you know, I'm a true believer that it's the people that work with you, the process and the end product whether that's flowers, courses, or something else that you sell. And, you know, I just don't want people, we're in, you know, it's mid-June, late June, and we're heading in. July and August, August is a tough month on our farm. It always has been. It's just really hot. Um, you always have areas of your garden that are out of control that you don't, I mean, it's like you just don't, I don't even walk in that part of the yard anymore. It's like, I'm not even going over there. I can't bear to look at it again because you have no time, energy, or umph left to deal with it. Um, and that everybody has those. But I just want to say um, we're, we're not making the most out of out of a lot of the stuff that we're learning and seeing and thinking about and being reminded of. And we're not, we don't ever remember it again. And I just feel like this big calendar. Um, so when it comes time for me to do anything, whether it's planning our calendar for the next season, which I do a lot of that in January, I literally open up the tables that we do bouquets on. So it's like two or three six-foot tables lined up. And I can just lay out, these calendars are pretty big. I can lay out several of them and I put them all on January or I put them all on April. And it's like, I'll just walk through. It's just so interesting to see. It's like, oh my gosh, why did I stop growing that? That happened to us this year. We don't know what crop um, we've brought back somewhat. And, you know, we've changed. Our market has changed. We are not really selling a lot of commercial flowers anymore. We're selling primarily to end users um, through our members-only market. But Cosmos kind of got bumped off of my list. And we decided last year that we'd bring them back. I grew a few last year, and eh, I wasn't sure they were going to really last long enough. But this year, I just went after it wholeheartedly, and I'm just really pleasantly surprised that 
for us selling our retail bouquets to our customers, um, you know, we're getting over six to seven days out of a Cosmo, which was my complaint before. They just didn't last long enough. Well, growing conditions and attention um, obviously was playing a big old role in that. Um, so sometimes me laying out these calendars that have this, you know, debriefing of, I mean, that's all they are. It has our actual seed starting schedule on it. And then it has um, our, you know, I make all kinds of notes on there. And to just revisit those, and it's really simple, versus I would never sit down and look through all the journaling pages that would be required. Um, and I'm also kind of a really big fan of at a glance kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like I can walk along and, and look at it. So, folks, I just want to, while it's really hot and heavy on our minds, um, you know, coming off of this great week, we are definitely immersing ourselves in the successes, but we're also saying now, now that we mastered this, we really want to focus on this. And it's just once you get in this habit, it can just benefit no matter what your business is. But I think that flower farmers are quick to dismiss this type of um, exercise, you know, for you to do that. And y'all, you are if you're a flower farmer, you're an entrepreneur, you're a, you're a small business owner. And there is so much more to that than what we think. You know, I started flower farming because I loved gardening and I wanted to garden for my job. You know, what I did all day, every day. And I didn't really give much thought to the business part of it. And I know from learning through my students that I came into this with different eyes because I had been a business person before I was a flower farmer. The business stuff didn't upset me or scare me. Um, I do know now that it, that is super scary for people. And I understand. It's intimidating. And it seems like, I mean, you just don't know what to do and how many steps there are and where do you go for this or that. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a scary process. Um, and this debriefing, we're going to have to come up with a better name for it than that. Um, it just makes it so much easier the next time you go to do it. That, friends, is why I called this easier next time. Because how awesome would it be to just flip to that calendar month? And there's like, oh, yeah, that's why we're not growing that. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot I need to order that because I didn't even know it came in that color. Or whatever. It just happened to me. I was walking through and I was a mix. One of the things that I recommend to people, especially when they're first starting out, but there's really a purpose for even seasoned growers to do this, is to always, if you, there's a, a variety like, let's just say Celosia Sunday is a plume that we grow a lot of. And I always, there's solid color. We always used to grow solid colors for our florists because it's easier to sell them that way. But I always grow a small amount of the mix because new colors get introduced and you just don't even really know about it, right? And so there's just, that's one of those things that there's this new hot magenta color 
in the mix that I had forgotten about, and I really wished I'd have ordered the solid color seed to have grown more of it except in the mix. Do you see what I mean? It's that kind of stuff, and to be able to walk into your, whether it's your garage or your pantry or wherever you keep your work calendar hanging, to walk in and go to whatever month you order your summer seeds and just write in that variety and new color, magenta. Get it. And you have to think about it again. I'm telling y'all. I mean, and I fail at this too. So often I forget and don't do it. Um, but you have to have a goal if you're ever going to make it out of there. So friends, if you're enjoying my podcast, I really appreciate you re- writing a review, sharing it with your friends. Um, and, you know, I mean... There's just so much help for all of us when we share information, and I'm just happy to um, come here and be with you guys and um, learn from each other. Because even if you don't think that you have anything to share, I bet you do. I bet you've got something that you um, that you could help somebody with. So, friends. Till we meet again, ciao.